Hello, hello. Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I'm your host, Joey Montano. Today we have a special episode, and by special episode I mean it's just another episode, but I just think every episode is pretty pretty special because, uh, I don't know, I, I, I try to take the time out of my day to record, to help you guys fall asleep, and if you're unfamiliar with Droolish, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focus, focusing on helping you fall asleep, relax, rest, if you have any insomnia, hopefully just the sound of my voice along with the ambiance, background noises can help, and if you are someone like me, sometimes if, if you have your, if your mind races throughout the night and you can't stop thinking, generally finding another voice or listening to something else, maybe not too intently, can help kind of distract your thoughts and kind of just get you focused on, well, the things that aren't distracted. I should say it should help you unfocus. I uh, note I do realize that the way I talk is pretty long-winded and uh, it, do, it does tend to induce yawns. So that's kind of the whole idea behind Droolish. Uh, of course, if this, if, this, if this is not your first episode, you get ready to kind of know the spiel, the shtick. And uh, this week, uh, this let's say this particular episode, we're going to be reviewing the AFC-NFC championship picks, along with making some Super Bowl picks and some team props. Now, uh, since the Super Bowl is going to be in about two weeks from now, or in about 10 days from when this is uh, released, uh, this week, I'm going to be doing the specific bets that I've been doing the previous weeks, and uh, that's going to include like the over/unders, money lines, what I'm thinking, and the and some props that are going to be more game related. Now, uh, the following week, since there isn't really going to be too much that's going to be going on between the NFL, and I'm not going to, I don't think, uh, I think the Pro Bowl is after the Super Bowl. If I, if, I don't know, I think it's before. Either way, I don't watch the Pro Bowl, but. <laughs> but um, ideally next week I will be discussing additional props that are more so like around the spectacle of the Super Bowl and not so much the game itself. So uh, when, when I dive into that, I'll explain more. However, uh, let's just get to uh, last week's results, shall we? So heading into the conference championship weekend, uh, I do. I have four different types of picks that I make. Uh, there's the standard pick'em, which is generally you just kind of just think off of your gut. Uh, I mainly been doing that for Yahoo. And then the other three are more actually sports betting related because I've been uh, doing more of that throughout the season and been recording a lot of my results. Uh, so I've been doing spreads, money lines, and over unders uh, just to keep it pretty simple. And I think those are the most popular bets. You know, if you're kind of a casual better. And heading into the conference championship, I was three and five for pick'ems. Five and three picking the spreads, and two and three with money lines, but with a plus three unit, or actually plus four units overall, and then, or I think plus two, and then four and and four and four with over unders. So, with only two matchups last week, uh, Titans and Chiefs, I picked the Chiefs to win the pick'em. You know, just 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 looking at the paper and everything else, the stat sheets, and despite how hot the Tennessee Titans have been running. I just kind of thought, you know, at least for face value, the Chiefs are still better on paper. They're just as hot as the Titans, and they had that an, an immaculate comeback against the Texans uh, the week prior. So it, it made sense to do the pick'em, so I did that. Uh, and, of course, the Chiefs won the game. 
uh, although it was more of a blowout than I anticipated. If I can double check the, the score here, uh, Chiefs versus Titans, uh, I believe the score was, yes, 35 to 24. So it was a it was a bit of a beatdown after the uh, second quarter. I would say, yeah, I would say it was pretty much a beatdown after the second quarter. Now, talking about the spread specifically, uh, the logic I had, and I picked the Titans as a plus seven and a half, which actually means I lost. I was a bit off by, uh, let's see, about four points. So the Titans uh, did not show up as well as I wanted to. And as a matter of fact, this is probably not going to be the best betting week. This is probably the worst, the worst betting week I've had, if you listened to me last week. So a lot of apologies ahead of time, guys. Uh, however, the logic, I'll still explain the logic and um, still whether or not this is a quality bet or not. I uh, I still think the, these were decent bets, uh, but uh, I'll explain why I kind of screwed up there. So uh, for the Titans plus seven and a half, I kind of thought this game was going to be a little bit closer. And it was fairly close after the first half. And I've said this before, I really should just stick to betting uh, first halves and just ignore the, uh, the full games for some of these matchups. However... I gave the Titans a little bit too much credit with uh, Derrick Henry and his ability to run the ball, and I gave, uh, I should say, I, I mentioned too much credit there. I should say I gave Kansas City not an, their defense not enough credit in stopping Henry, and I gave uh, Ryan Ryan Tannehill a little bit too much credit in his ability to pass and go down the field. Uh, I still think Tannehill is a pretty decent and solid quarterback, at least for what he's been showing. Uh, he did win his game uh, previously. Uh, even though he didn't do it too much, it was more of Derrick Henry. Um, Tannehill has at least shown that he can uh, play ball throughout the season. And kind of like what most people are mentioning, uh, you know, a lot of the Tennessee Titans fans, and I think also the NFL in general, uh, you know, they never really expected the Titans to win in this case. I mean, the, the line was plus 7.5, but uh, Titans did slay to, you know, Super Bowl favorites. And I know Pat, the Patriots weren't that big of a favorite in the Super Bowl, but uh, you know, as history shows, the Pats generally hardly ever look really that great, and they still end up making the Super Bowl. So, so the Titans did beat a kind of a down and out Patriots team that was still really dangerous. They still upset the uh, Baltimore Ravens like completely. They just punched them in the mouth and dominated. Um, so they were they were slaying a lot of uh, Super Bowl contenders, but uh, unfortunately, the gauntlet of getting to the Super Bowl was just too much. Uh, they ran into a very very hot Kansas City Chiefs team that kind of re refound their offense after Patrick, Patrick Mahomes came back from his injury. He has just been dominating, and I think there are stats out there. I think he has thrown for an absurd like 300 and something yards per game on average. He's got like nine touchdowns or nine or ten touchdowns in his, uh, I think, three playoff games or three or four playoff appearances. Uh, and if you guys watched the game, and I watched the game, and it was it was a thriller. Uh, that I would say the game completely changed once Mahomes uh, ran it in. I think that 24-yard run uh, touchdown. He was just running down the seams and just, uh, yeah, the, I don't know. That was just a phenomenal play. So I think that really tied the or changed the tide of the game, uh, especially in Kansas City's favor. It seemed like they were going to be up just a little bit going into halftime, but that touchdown really, really uh, hurt the Titans' momentum, at least in my opinion. And because of that, it seemed like the Titans, uh, they were really riding the momentum, but I just, didn't, I just don't think they had enough in the tank to uh, come from behind in, the, in this particular case. So uh, for me, I kind of just 
didn't really foresee that. I completely, like I said, underestimated, or should I say overestimated Tannehill's ability, overestimated, at least for now, the Titans' ability to come back from, from these types of games against high-powered offenses. Uh, Derrick Henry didn't wasn't as prominent as they wanted, wanted, wanted him to be, and I honestly thought Tannehill was going to be picking up the slack, similar to how I think uh, how the 49ers, but Jimmy Garoppolo, I actually think he's pretty darn good uh, as a quarterback, like as is right now, and he's being very, he's very, he's sneaky underrated. Um, so don't let, like, for the 49ers, don't let their run game and the whole team dynamic fool you. I feel like they, uh, at least compared to the Titans, I, I thought they were going to be ready to unleash the quarterback and the quarterback was going to step up. Still, I think this was like Tannehill's first, was it his first playoff game? Or no, not his first, it's like his third. And, uh, you know, he had a good run. He was 2-1 this, this season in the playoffs. And would like to, would have liked him to see to go 3-0, and but I'm still very excited to see the Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl. And, like I said, I thought the game was going to be a little bit closer. I think the Titans tried to make it close towards the end. Um, but for all intents and purposes, this was pretty much a blowout. Uh, Kansas City could just throw off 21 points, 20, you know, 28 points at any, any, at any given point. I think they scored 28 unanswered points this last week, or 21. Uh, you know, not as much as the 41 points uh, the week prior. But I mean, Kansas City's a scary team, and I did, I just did not expect uh, Kansas City to continue to run at all cylinders. Um, and I kind of expect the Titans to at least run on more cylinders. Um, but uh, when push came to shove, the Chiefs got it, and overall, I probably, like I said, I don't think this was a great uh, spread pick for me. Uh, even though the quality of play after the first half was fine, but if I'm going to be making these types of spread picks, I really need to be more accurate. And when it comes to these plus picks especially, I do a really good job of, do, of getting, you know, if they were, these were first half only, I'm pretty sure I would have like an 80 to 85% win rate. Um, maybe. I don't know, but um, throughout the season I had a 70% win rate. Unfortunately, um, after the Seahawks lost, because of the two-point conversion with 5-3, and three, and then with the Titans lost in 5-4, and four, uh, in which yeah, I, I find that to be unacceptable for me, for my personal like spread picks, because I pride myself with Indies. And again, I mentioned about the quality of picks, and technically I'm 5-3-1, because the Bills, uh, I, I explained how the Bills bet, and the pick was a push, but by the time I made it, it was actual, it, 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 the, uh, the line moved slightly, so... Um, so I'm kind of counting both, but realistically, uh, I'm being hard on myself here, so 5-4. As for the money line, I give the Titans plus 290. Um, I honestly don't feel bad about this pick. I mentioned just based on how the Titans are running uh, at as of you know, the game before it started. Uh, they were running really hot. They already beat two really strong teams and as, as major underdogs. And I won last week two picking the Titans plus 340 because it was a good value. And I figured the Titans were going to ride that momentum and continue to play very well. Uh, but Kansas City just seemed to be a better team. Um, I did say I think uh, Titans win this about like 30, 30%, 35% of the time. So having plus 290 odds still makes it a profitable play for value sake. And that was the logic why I, I picked the money line for the Titans is that it was more of a value play. And it just seemed like uh, more people were just giving the Chiefs uh, the automatic victory. And I really didn't like the Chiefs like minus like 340 line. Uh, I, I just don't think they win that frequently against the Titans. So... Uh, in the previous matchup, I believe the Titans did win 
against the Chiefs. So there was some history there, and it did look like it was going to be a big high shootout like type of game. Uh, fortunately, like I said, the Titans just did not have enough firepower this game, and uh, Andy Reid seems to be making improvements, at least uh, overall. And I believe his defense, the Kansas City defense, it has been improved, uh, improving a bit uh, the last few games or several games throughout the season. And I think it's way better than the previous season where they would just give up like 40 points and still manage to like lose games at times. So unfortunately, because of that, uh, it was minus one unit that game. So that at this point, my record for conference or for the NFL playoffs uh, for money line picks is two and four. Regardless of what happens um, when I talk about the Packers game or the Super Bowl, I would still be profitable for the uh, year. So... Uh, so, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that either way. And uh, going to the over-under for the game, the over was 52.5. I picked the over, and we won that. But the score was, uh, I think, 37-20. to 20. I mentioned that, 35-24. 35-24. And well, no, I, did, I believe I just felt the over made the most sense. The last game was a shootout. Like, Tannehill they, and the Titans could still score regardless. Kansas City is still going to be scoring, I feel like, at least 28 points at 30 points minimum. Uh, and uh, I assume this is going to be a fairly close game. And even after the first half, I think there was like 41 points scored. So I was a little bit nervous in the second half, don't get me wrong. Um, they made it more of a sweat, but uh, Tennessee completely shut down <laughs> in the second half, and the Chiefs just kept rolling. So... Uh, yeah, I'm glad to get that one right, and um, I'll be, I'm technically 5, I'm actually 5 and 4 for my over-unders uh, as of this point. Uh, the final score I predicted was going to be the Chiefs 34, uh, the Titans 33. The Chiefs did score 35 points, so I was you know, fairly close there. Um, however, the Titans just did not match the firepower, and, and I honestly thought Tannehill was going to at least throw for at least another touchdown and drive him downfield. I don't know, I just thought his offensive ability was probably worth like 10 more points than what they were going to put up, uh, assuming if Henry was going to get shut down, but I was, that was, like I said, that was my big mistake right there, and those 10 points are pretty much the big difference uh, in either the spread or money line, like even if he was just accredited just for additional touchdown, that still would have been a decent pick, but I thought I put way too much weight in, in Tannehill's ability, and... Uh, it, like I said, that's on me. I probably should have done a bit of more of an in-depth analysis um, with that, but my style is generally focusing on teams and momentum and kind of what's going on overall. And I told you about my theory rega regarding how, how certain underdogs perform or certain favorite teams perform. If, it, if the media and if like the gambling scenes and, and, if, and if the public kind of feeds into their mindset and, and believe in that you know, a team might be stronger than they think, um, you know the top, you know the top athletes and in, in the New England Patriots, as one example. You know they can, they do a great job of ignoring what other people are saying, and if they they always just use whatever doubt the other people are giving them as fuel, um, versus what people are saying that they can win the Super Bowl, they it doesn't seem like they hardly ever do that. So, uh, so yeah, I, I just believe for the most part that there is some certain media and sports betting influence to some players because every person is. You know, they have their own mindsets, and who knows, maybe like the left guard of like uh, the Titans just over overheard that, hey, they were a big underdog, or maybe they just thought, oh, maybe we should win, and they got too full of themselves, and they took their opponent lightly. You know, all it takes is just one, one, you know, like chink of the armor, and that's it. So, uh, 
Yeah, so moving on. The Packers and 49ers. Uh, that was the second championship game. And, I, and the pick was 49ers. I picked them, to, like I said, just, they just make sense. Uh, they're 5-5. Five five. Uh, well, they won that game, so they were... Sorry, my, my record is 5-5 five five with them. Uh, as for the spread, and I'm going to pull up the game specifically, kind of the, the review of it, so, so, just so I can speak more to it. Uh, and generally, if you guys are uh, new to the podcast and I talk about this stuff, uh, I like to talk about this in real time. Like, I do my research beforehand. I make my picks a little bit beforehand. Sometimes I do it um, in real time. And the idea behind that is that it's kind of supposed to be um, that way so you can get more of like a general reaction and then I can actually have stuff to talk about prior. And also, I just feel like everything's too canned. Uh, it sound, feels like it's more of a super professional show and it's not so much more of an authentic experience. Um, so it's kind of hard for it. it I won't say it's kind of hard, but it, I wanted to add like a, a unique blend, I guess, of some prep and then some uh, mini spitballing because I feel like, especially with sports betting, uh, when you talk things out, even though your gut might say something, but when the words come out, you actually hear what you're saying. And then you might think, oh, maybe that's actually not the case. So uh, going back to or reviewing the Packers 49ers game, uh, I think this was uh, supposed to be a complete blowout. I think the Packers only had seven points scored after three quarters. This game was pretty much over. Uh, Packers did score, I think, two touchdowns towards the end to try to make it remotely interesting. But uh, it wasn't It wasn't enough. Just San Francisco 49ers defense was swarming. Uh, and I, I personally enjoyed watching the game. Uh, I'm a big Lions fan, and just watching uh, you know, the Green Bay Packers get demolished, uh, you know, made my day. So I'm very happy for that, uh, at least as just a human being in me, a fan, uh, you know, as a Detroit Lions fan. Um, however, if you get the results in the sports betting world, um, for the spread, I picked the, I picked the Packers at plus 7.5. And I went with a logic that was very similar to the Seahawks logic, and it seemed to be going pretty well uh, most of the season when I've been making these picks, is that uh, both Packers and Seahawks just are notorious for just sticking around in games, uh, regardless of who they're facing, and they'll, they'll generally win or just lose very close. And I thought, regardless of if the Packers are facing the 49ers, the Ravens, whoever, or even like... Alliance, like they'll always find a way to just make it close for both the good and bad. And this game, it was just terrible. It was, it was just beyond bad. I did not expect the Packers to just lay goose eggs in the first half and barely come out with the touchdown. Let's be honest, until like what, midway in the fourth quarter, or like early, like yeah, early mid in the fourth. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I could talk all about like a lot of coaching plays for within the game that kind of irked me, uh, especially with the Packers playing. Like, I think after they scored the first or second touchdown, I know after they scored the first touchdown, they went for an onside kick early, uh, which seemed kind of weird uh, because technically, it was, before the onside kick, I think they went for a two-point conversion, which again, didn't make too much sense. Uh, I had the math all played out. But that, but without that two-point conversion, uh, they would have kicked a field goal, and you kind of would have to assume the 49ers would still kick a field goal at some point especially if you're going to go for an onside kick. Like, the likelihood of them getting a field goal after an onside kick is very high, especially if you can't stop them for one, for one, like one, one of first down. I mean, that just seems like the most likely scenario. If, if, you know, if the 49ers are trying to run out the clock, um, you kind of expect them, if they're going to get a first down, probably once, maybe out of, like, three drives, 
if you're going to do onside kicks. So you're going to expect to give up a field goal at some point. But because they did exactly that, um, they kind of forced themselves into being back like by three possessions every single time. Um, so they never really gave themselves a legitimate chance to come close or even put a remote sweat on the 49ers to potentially not run the ball. Now, that being said, uh, Garoppolo... Whew, Garoppolo was uh, just standing there. I mean, I mean, I, I feel very nervous as a as a Kansas City Chiefs fan because Garoppolo was six for eight, seventy-seven yards, and I can probably pull up a lot of stats that he's like number three or number two or number one in a lot of like fourth quarter situations or against top defenses when he's forced to throw. He actually produces. Uh, I've not seen him actually crack under any pressure, you know, at all in any game. Like I can't recall where he blows anything. So, uh, I mean, uh, like I said, it's almost Brady-esque, but he's, I think this is like his fifth year in the league, or fourth year in the league, and his second year starting, and I just don't see any, I don't see really any flaws in him, because, like, at the moment, I mean, he's got some flaws, but, like, I don't see anything that's going to be very detrimental to how you play around him, and even throughout the playoffs, uh, it, it just seems that the 49ers are just, well, I mean, this is first game, but, like, or second game, but it just seems like... The 49ers are just hiding all the good stuff for the Super Bowl. Like, if you're able to run, I mean, what, what yeah, Mo, like Mostert ran for 220 yards, 29 carries, four touchdowns. I mean, San Francisco is going to probably keep going to do that in the Super Bowl. They're going to keep going, they'll keep doing what isn't going to, like, they're not going to fix what isn't broken. That's what I should say. Uh, because of that, I firmly believe that they have a lot of game planning around Jimmy Garoppolo if they need him, because every time they need him to throw down field or whatever, a defense wants to like hard press the rush and try to suppress it. Um, they want to force the quarterback to throw, and I think if Kansas City is going to be doing that, uh, they're going to be in a world of hurt if they're going to leave Garoppolo open, uh, especially with Kittle. Like it's, it, it just I feel like it's going to be an absurd matchup. But regardless, the 49ers took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. I mean, when you rush for like 31 times, 32 times in a game with like almost 300 yards rushing total, uh, it's going to just dis dis discombobulate the Packers. Packers, um, Aaron Rodgers, I know this isn't his best year, and he's actually probably had more of a complete team around him than him, like, for once. But he still couldn't get anything going. Uh, just watching Rodgers' like, demeanor throughout the game, Feel like he's turning into like the next Jake Cutler, and I know probably some Packers fans or some some other football fans are probably going to think like, what the hell am what the hell am I talking about? I, I don't know. I feel like just based off the demeanor and and Aaron Rodgers, the more and more I see him play, he he has his like permanent scowl that he has just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it just really reminds me of Cutler and how he just kind of has that like look of just disapproval or just like of nonchalant, like, just, just disappointment with nonchalant, like, just a permanent scowl, and he seems to keep growing with Aaron Rodgers, and I, you know, I exclude the commercials because that's acting, but, uh, when he's actually on the field, he just seems to be so emotionless now, um, so, uh, maybe it's just the off year, um, I know he hasn't been great this year, I mean, he hasn't been terrible, but it's very plausible to believe that he's kind of on the down and down now, like, so, uh, yeah, but regardless, I picked the Packers at plus seven and a half. Um, this is way off base. Way off base. This is a terrible pick. 
I just thought the hackers were gonna stick into it no matter what. But the 49ers just just forced them in. But I don't know if that, the 49ers are just that good. Just kind of like how the Chiefs are just that good. It, this is just a completely mismatch in my in, in how I played it out in my head in the scenarios that I imagined. Um, Chiefs and 49ers are clearly like a, at least one tier above the Titans and Packers, both teams. Which actually makes the Super Bowl a lot harder to predict because I just don't know how well these teams are actually going to be performing against each other, uh, at least at the moment. So Packers plus seven and a half, no bueno, which makes me five and five for the year. <coughs> Excuse me, or five, four, and one technically, depending on who you are, with bets. So um, you know that's kind of slightly slightly a loss uh, overall uh, for spreads. Which again, losing the last three in a row kind of kind of hurts, uh, but uh, like, like I said, there's only been 10 picks so far this these playoffs. As for the money line, I did pick the Packers plus 280. Uh, again, I followed a similar logic with the Seahawks. I thought the game was going to be about 35-40% chance of them winning, and the plus 280 didn't make too much sense, uh, just considering the fact that all you know all the Packers needed to do was just to kind of be within, within striking distance in the fourth quarter. And I felt like this would have been like a 50-50-ish. Like I felt like the Packers would be in position to at least drive, or at least drive for a garbage touchdown to get within a touch, to get within like four or five points towards the end. But that still did not happen. Uh, so uh, I was way off base there, which makes my uh, money line record two and five. But still, I'm one, two, three, four, five, six. So I'm still up uh, 1.6 units. Assuming if I don't bet the money line of the Super Bowl, and we'll, we'll see about that when we get to it. Now, as for the over/under, I passed on this uh, because I thought the line was just too close, and I think the line was 44 points, or 44 and a half, something, something along those lines, and it just seemed way too close. Uh, case in point, uh, even just excluding the two garbage Green Bay touchdowns, uh, I mean the score was effectively uh, seven to 34 at that point, so that would be 41, 41 points total. And I kind of would expect a Green Bay to come back, but I didn't know if they were going to go for a touchdown or get for a field goal. So that's still hovering around the 44-point mark. Um, obviously, the score is a lot different than what really played out, but I don't like making these types of over-under picks feeling and knowing that it's going to be down to the wire. And, you know, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like hard sweats. Uh, and had I known, like, in the fourth quarter, there would only be, what, 30, 41 points scored, and the Packers weren't look like they weren't looking like they were going to do anything, and 49ers were ready to cash out and check out. Maybe uh, you know, pretty nervous on that over pick or even an under. So that's why I passed on it. So that kept my record at five and four. And even in hindsight, I still don't know what I was gonna what I would be picking because uh, I feel like I'd be 50-50 either way. So I I bought uh, that one, and despite the final score record, like the, the final score, uh, it's made me a little bit too nervous. Uh, the score that I predicted was playing Irons would have 23 points, uh, they scored 20, or 37, and the Packers would score 21. They scored 20, and again, those two touchdowns really were kind of just garbage touchdowns. Let's let's be real, let's call let's call a spade a spade there. It's just, it's just garbage, you know. So, that's, uh, that's it so far. Five and four, as at this point, over-unders. Two and, two and five money line, but still profitable. Um, and five and five for the spreads. And same with the pickums. Uh, so, I really want to need to do better with this and trying to find like better lines and see what can win or like find find better winning lines. But I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm a little sad, uh, especially with the spreads because I really do pride myself in that and just 
like I said, the Seahawks two-point conversion, you know, that's that's a hit or miss, you know. I was so close from being 5-2-1, and one, and that's phenomenal, but now 5-5. Five five. Uh, so, eh, eh, you know, you don't, you win some, you'll do some. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't, like, hold on and, like, what is it? What's that word I'm thinking of? Yeah, I just can't cling to the pass and be like, oh, I should have, should have been this, but, but overall, it's just for record-keeping record sake. I want to become better, at least when it comes to taking these spreads and doing better analysis, at least based on how my style is and when it comes to betting, so. Outside of that, I uh, made some playoff props last week, and I focused very keenly on the Kansas City Titan, uh, Kansas City and Titans game, and uh, it is something. So I'm going to go through this list, and I'll keep telling you my record. Uh, last week I explained my logic, but I'll just tell you what I picked and the results. So I feel like I'm just going over each prop is still going to take like five minutes each. And I feel like this episode's going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, I don't know, like 45 minutes to an hour, uh, because I think next week's going to be a little bit longer for the NFL episode. But the props that I had last week, I had Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, rushing for 18 yards. He ran for three times for 11 yards, and the line I had there was minus 113. Uh, lost that one. I had Henry, I had two Henry props that he'd run for at least 111 yards. I think he ran for 69 yards. I lost that one, even though the line was minus 117. That's a loss. I had Henry running for plus 141 yards, 141, uh, with a line of plus 156. That's a loss. I picked um, Patrick Mahomes passing for 320 yards. I think he passed for, I think, 289 yards. And even though it was like more of a beatdown, uh, it just, he just didn't pass for a lot. So, uh, the, even though the line was minus 101, did not get that. And I had him at home for plus 370, for plus 250 line, but did not get that. So, I'm already 0 for 5 in these prop bets. So, if you were listening, again, I am not a sports analyst. I keep saying that. I like to, I like to talk about sports on my podcast. This is the way to go. And then you can uh, watch and listen to my results and see what works. But, uh, more specifically, you know, I just talk about this so you guys can have something to listen to, and I think it does provide value if you want to do your own due, due diligence, especially if you listen to this podcast during the day. Uh, feel free to, you know, look at all my stats and all my picks here, and then and, uh, throughout the season, and then just decide, oh, you know, Joey might be good at picking spreads versus props, you know, and, and go from there. You know, I, I try to give you guys my logic, my understanding. I do my best not to look at other people's picks uh, because I feel like listening to other people and their thoughts, like picks-wise, uh, kind of influences how I think, and I don't like that. Um, but in the same vein, I do like listening to other people's logics and understanding, and then see if that either is in alignment with what I'm thinking, or if not, and use them as indicators. Uh, you, you know, use those discussion points as indicators as opposed to listening to picks, the picks themselves. But to continue. I had uh, Andrew uh, Ferkser with two receptions and three receptions in the game. He only had one reception for 22 yards, which means I'm both wrong on those prop bets, which makes me 0-6 and 0-7 for props. Yikes, guys. 0-7, that is terrible for props. Uh, I, I don't know. Like This was just a complete miss, and... I think a lot has to do with me just overcommitting to a certain story that I had in my mind without relaying, you know, the, the possibilities that things could go wrong. I kind of, I kind of think of like true value picks. I was just going for more value 
uh, picks in a sense of line movement and not actual and not the actual like movement of something that I want to happen will happen or just you know general predicting. So I I, I think I screwed the pooch here big time. So um, and I did spend a lot of time going through and looking at like like SQ you know sports database query language and looking at like different things that have popped up in previous histories and going on odd sharks. And the one thing I tell myself, and I just completely ignored, was that, one, you know, these are the playoffs. Like, any given Sunday, anyone can pretty much show up. Uh, and the matchups, too. I, I, was over, I overthought the matchups. This should have been a straightforward one. I probably, I could still see myself making, like, a Mahomes, like, passing play, you know, passing pick, or passing um, prop. But that probably would have been the only thing I would have done. So maybe I'm just, maybe I'm forcing myself to make some of these picks because I kind of want more content to talk about. Um, but in the same vein, I really like to put money on these picks. Um, now, you know, they might not be full units for some of the props because they might not be highest confidence. But still, uh, I don't like leading people in the wrong direction. You know, I make these picks because I believe I'm generally right and profitable. And the only way for me to verify that is to document it. And and uh, in this case, props. Oof, I don't know what to say there. So, uh, if you are happy and you're sleeping, if you're listening to the prop bets, don't uh, kind of this com these picks coming up. Just ignore them for now. Uh, I don't know, or maybe not. You, you know, you guys do your own due diligence. But these are going to be the ones I'm still going to be playing. Um, although it's a very strong indicator that maybe I should hold off props uh, next season if things continue. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Now, talking about the Super Bowl. I'm doing all my books or books <laughs> picks on either mybookie.ag or uh, betonline.ag. I think they look like Australian sites, and I can't wait for PointsBet to come. They're gonna be like that go-to for like fully running up in Michigan. But uh, I usually have two sports books to find the best odds and to find the best props. Um, you guys can also use Bovada.lv uh, as well, uh, but I find that their lines to be like. I don't know, more of a ripoff, but they do have more variety of picks. So every every sportsbook has their own flavor and their own like things that they're good at. Uh, in this case, I'm going to be using my bookie to discuss some of the props. Uh, but first, I'm going to go over the Super Bowl picks. So the Super Bowl picks that I've had right now um, for the Chiefs for the Niners, I think for pick'em purposes, and I'm just going to say this flat out, I just think Chiefs are going to win uh, this game. As for the spread. Uh, I have the, the spread is very close uh, depending on your on your on your book. I think my bookie has a minus two point spread as with a minus 105 line. Um, however, I'm probably going to probably going to stick with the Chiefs minus one um, with a minus 117 line on a bet online. So, uh, so that's the one I'm going to be locking in is the minus one. I do think. Uh, since football is any given Sunday, and I think these teams are too evenly matched up, I just think Kansas City, at the end of the day, with Patrick Mahomes and his, and his ability to just just confuse defenses and just make plays out of nothing. I mean, Tennessee's defense was nothing to, nothing, nothing to sneeze at. I mean, they were legit. Um, and the Chiefs have just been not just on fire, but the team just running on all cylinders. It just seems like all the mistakes that they've been generally having in the past, uh, most of them are, are limited now. It seems like Andy Reid is uh, coaching like, when it comes to his time management and just figuring out uh, what he wants to do in coaching situations has vastly improved this season, or at least from what we're seeing. 
I think this is the third time in the Super Bowl. Uh, if he wins this, this will be his second ring, his first as a head coach. And uh, with Patrick Mahomes, I just feel like any anything is possible against even a very stacked 49ers team, especially like against Nick, Nick Bosa. Uh, you know, he's just been a phenomenal rookie, and I think I think uh, Mahomes will just. I, I, I just don't think Bosa is going to get to Mahomes that much this game. And that's all. Uh, I think this game is going to be absurdly close. Uh, I also think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, in a sense of like, there's going to be, uh, it's probably going to be like a, a bare minimum, like 30 to 31 or 27, 28, so, you know, something along those lines. Uh, maybe in the, after the first, after the first half, who knows. But what I do know is that if, if the San Francisco decides to actually prepare out the ball, uh, this is going to be a shootout. If they decide to run it, uh, Kansas, if Kansas City is able to get up early, uh, then Fighting Nairs are going to be forced to use Garoppolo. And again, I don't think for, um, having teams use Garoppolo or forcing a team, for, forcing the 49ers to use Garoppolo is a good thing in this case. Um, maybe I'm overthinking this uh, because I kind of got burned with the Tennessee game with, with that with that logic with, with Tannehill, but I you know, watch Garoppolo play. I've seen him play like a live. And well, he seems to have all of the, a lot of the intangibles. He just hasn't had enough ex like visible experience for a lot of people to understand how good he is or how good he can be. Um, despite the fact that he shows up on primetime, it just I, I, I just think um, a lot of his ability is being masked throughout the playoffs, especially when you're six for eight last game and you know the the run and the defense just did everything for you. Um, that's, like I said, that's not going to take anything away from Garoppolo. He's just, I think he's a lot better, way better than what people are perceiving him as. And what, what I mean, way better, I mean like he's probably at least the top ten quarterback. Um, people kind of probably put him in like the bottom twenty or like top twenty. Um, I would probably argue that he could be like a top nine or eight, maybe, quarterback right now. So uh, that's still well enough to perform in carry teams if he needs to be, at least in my opinion. So the spread, I still have Chiefs minus one because I don't believe like a, min a minus three, I feel like it's too much. Minus two is probably going to be fine, but minus one is more or less saying they're going to win. Um, and I'll split, they, and, and this will be break even if they tie. Uh, and for the money line, the money line for the both games is I think plus 110 for the 49ers, which could be good. But I think Kansas City wins this about 45% of the time, or, or Kansas City wins this about 55% of the time, which uh, with the odds being I think like minus 129 on Bet Online makes it a slightly, very slightly profitable play. Although I'm still pretty nervous overall. Um, so I don't know who's thoroughly going to win this and enough to put like money down on a specific win. Uh, I know it feels weird to pick the plus, like pick the minus one, because I really do think they're going to either win by one. Um, but I still think there's just enough scenarios in the, in the payout for the minus 130 is not good enough for me to make that pick for the Chiefs money line. But I also don't want to pick the 49ers plus 106 um, at the moment as the money line pick. So this is actually going to be a pass. So by passing here, I'm actually going to be uh, breaking or yeah, being up 1.6 units for the playoffs for money line. As for the over under, the current line is 54 on that line, and I think it's 55 on on uh, my bookie. I feel pretty fairly confident with the plus 54 overall. Or sorry, over over being 54. Sorry, I'm a little, a little bit tired, but over 54 in this game. Uh, I do think that the lowest, I think like a, 
it would be a 27-28 game. That's kind of what I'm thinking overall. And maybe like a 30-27 game. Uh, but I would want to put the Chiefs probably like, I want to say maybe 30-28. I think this is just going to be a, a really, really close game. Uh, and, and like I said, I want to throw 49ers out of this equation. Like I can come back and get that field goal to win like 31-30. Uh, but I think like 30-28 is in my head like that's probably the safest scenario. I feel like in a an extreme world scenario, this game could easily be like I don't know 30 like say like 42 to like 39. Like that could also be a very realistic thing. So uh, it, it depends on like the dynamic, but I'm I'm banking on Chiefs coming out guns a blazing and they're not going to let up. And I think San Francisco is going to be forced to use Garoppolo, and that's going to actually. Uh, make that a very interesting and shootouty type of game. So with that, I, I'm picking the over 54. Now, so we made four picks there, and I don't want to leave you guys hanging with just only four picks after 40 minutes. I, I mean, assuming if you're actually using these picks to make the bets, I have to keep telling you guys I'm not a sports analyst. This is really just me talking my logic through these picks as I make them. And, you know, and this is just more so to bring at least value, hopefully for myself and for you. Uh, but again, you don't need to take this super seriously, and hopefully you should be sleeping. But remember, guys, you really need to be sleeping here. Um, okay, enough talking about sleep while you're trying to sleep, because I know that's actually detrimental, at least at least to me. However, in regards to prop bets, I want to talk more about props. Now, in regards to props specifically, uh, I'm going to categorize this into two different types. So there's going to be like game main props that are around the game itself. Say like who's going to get yards, who's going to like win by so many points. And a lot of this I'm going to do in real time because uh, there are one, two, three, four, five. So there's like 12 different types of like props that are available. And I'd rather do like the stuff that's more game focused in this episode and then focus on say more the spectacle props outside of that. And by, for example, I will say, um, I'll go in order here. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do all these picks on my bookie. And if you click on the Super Bowl, you know, 44 or 54 uh, odds, uh, it goes in order of first half lines, the national anthem, uh, MVP, coin toss, halftime show, main props, field goals, touchdowns, game props, touchdown scores, special props, and football squares. Uh, so, uh, so like I said, there's so many different categories of these props. Uh, I'm going to go over first half first half props, and I'm going to read them in real time, if as they exist, and I'll let you know which ones I'm going to be locking in, if they make sense. So there's only one first half prop, because there's only one game, and I have Kansas City first half at minus one, plus 100. Uh, I do believe that Kansas City will just have to leave after the first half, and if I'm going to stick with my logic of me actually picking these teams to win, I'd rather actually get the first half correct because I seem to have a higher hit rate with that. So, uh, again, um, my bookie, it's actually uh, even, plus 100, um, picking them the first half at minus one. And I think that's that's what I'm locking in. So that, that one's locked in. The, uh, let's see, I'm not going to do the national anthem. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's anything there yet. Uh, yep, okay, so... There's actually a lot of national anthem bets, but I'm not going to be doing that this episode. That's going to be next. Uh, let's look at more odds here. Uh, there's the MVP, which I think I'm going to do that next week. Um, as for the coin toss, I'm going to do that next week. For the halftime show, I'm going to be doing that next week. 
um, the Super Bowl main prop. So let's take a, let's take a look at that. Let's see what's available. So for each one, here's the game result. Packers win by six or more. Chiefs win by six or more. Any other result? This play, okay, so this one's pretty interesting because I thoroughly believe that this is going to be a, a close game, and I've said that before. And if, if the 49ers are going to win by six or more, it's given plus 160. I don't think that's going to be the case here. Um, the Chiefs win by six or more. I do think that is plausible. Uh, it, it could be plausible. It could literally be a six-point victory. But any other result means uh, it does not matter. It's literally anything else, and it's plus 220. Uh, because I consider these teams fairly evenly matched, and it's going to be a close game, I am very, I'm actually going to lock this one in as well um, and say it's going to be any other result for the game. Like any, yeah, any other result. Uh, and I'm going to say within lose slash win within five. And that plays plus 220. So I just think this is going to be a really close game. And if, if, if I'm going to stick with my logic and how I think things should play out, then I'm going to pick the props that are in alignment with that, even in most case scenarios. Um, compared to last week where I found more value picks, this one I'm just going to pick more things that are just in alignment with at least most of the scenarios that play out of my head and not just stick with like one story. So we'll, we'll see how that goes there. Uh, and then I'm going to keep going down. So they have... 49ers went by six points, by seven, by twelve. I'm not, I'm not going to pick any specific victory margin in this game. Not only is it pretty tough, but I have to make multiple picks, and I just don't, I don't like that. Um, I don't like picking like 49ers between like one to six points or seven to twelve, and so on and so forth. Um, must have been something absurd. So let's see. Chiefs by one and six. Now Chiefs went by seven and twelve, by 13, 18, by 19, 24, 25, 30, and it goes like up to 43 or more, which. I don't think it's plausible. So there's going to be no bet there. Um, as for double results, let's see here. 49ers first half and final, I'm not going to be doing that still. I'm ignoring that. Uh, here's something that's interesting though. The 49ers and Chiefs first scored nothing. So this is going to be a bit annoying because uh, I do believe... Let's see. 49ers any other touchdown, Chiefs any other as their first scoring method. I like... Let's see. I, I don't believe these teams are going to go for a field goal right out of the gate. I think one of these teams is going to go for a touchdown, and we're more or less playing to see who's going to get the first the first score in the game. Like, who's going to win the coin for this probably going to score? And this is almost worth picking both Chiefs and 49ers as a touchdown as, as a hedge, because I win one, I'm still going to be up um, a, a unit. Because uh, it's like plus 200 for the 49ers touchdown, and Chiefs is plus 190. So even though I put $2 in, even winning one of those, I'll get my doubt. No, it still would be slightly, slightly of a loss. So, one to get three back, but two in, 2.9. No, no, I would get it back. So... But that would just mean, yeah, so I, I don't like these odds specifically. I, I can't imagine. I feel like a touchdown is going to happen, but I just don't want to hedge it that much. Like, I'm like 60% confident, and at least in my head, I think I have to be like 66% confident that this is going to work out, even profitable, prof profitability-wise. I can't do that. So I'm going to negate that. The 49ers first scoring play, so this is a little bit more interesting. Uh, I do feel that if the Chiefs still score like a touchdown right away, the 49ers might just start out with a field goal. 
Um, but I feel like it. The, I feel like the first team to score is going to be a touchdown. I feel like this, and I feel like the Chiefs are going to be scoring touchdowns regardless. Like they're not going to be kicking field goals. I feel like the 49ers are more susceptible to, to kicking field goals. But I might just be over, overthinking this. Uh, so mm, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I find it weird how the uh, field goals are like plus 150 and plus 130 um, for each, each of their respective teams. Alright, so I'm going to ignore that, and then the first scoring play, uh, let's see, the Chiefs, I'm going to ignore that, uh, 49ers versus Chiefs, highest scoring half, uh, first half is minus 10, 110, second half minus 115, I'm going to suspect that the second half is going to be high scoring, although the second quarter for the Chiefs has just been just blowing out of my mind. Like, if I stick with the stats and everything else that I feel, then I feel like the first half makes sense, but I'm going to stick with the logic that, at least in my head, how this game's going to play out. I feel like this is going to be a game that if Kansas City, Santa, ah, can't even speak, Kansas City opens up the lead early, uh, in the second half, San Francisco is going to force to pass the ball more, and I think that's going to create the shootout that I think we're all hoping for. So I'm actually... This is too close to call, but I do like the odds here. They're not like they're not like minus 180 or minus 130. Um, these are essentially coin flips, but I do think the second half has an edge. Uh, yeah, I do believe the second half has an edge here. So I'm going to pick the second half. It's the highest scoring half right now. I'm going to lock that in. Um, second half, I is scoring, and the odds here are minus minus 115. Now, looking at the high scoring quarter, that's too much of a crapshoot, but if I had to guess, it probably would be second, but that's just my gut instinct. Um, but I'm not, I'm not locking that one in. And then teams with high scoring quarter, uh, team with high scoring quarter, oh my god, so they're saying, will the Chiefs have the highest scoring quarter in, in the game, or will the 49ers? I think the Chiefs have a high scoring quarter, they're just boomer, I don't want to say they're boomer bust, they're just flat out boom. So, that's actually... Pretty solid. Chiefs are a plus 100 to have the highest scoring quarter. I firmly believe that's a strong pick. Chiefs highest scoring. It's actually I. I just think that's uh, let's do 100 and then minus 115 there. I just think the Chiefs will have the ability to just have the highest scoring quarter. I mean, it's so rare that they don't. Uh, I mean, they bust out 20, 21 point quarters or 24 or something like that. Um, they do have a tie option, which is plus 600, and that is plausible. If, you know, teams score like two touchdowns and it's tied up. Like, San Francisco scores like two touchdowns in the first quarter, and then Kansas City scores 14 like every other quarter, and like shellacks them, or, you know, something like that. That's very plausible um, because they both would have the highest scoring quarter at 14 points. Um, that might be a that might be something that is worth hedging. I'm considering that, but not at the moment. But yeah, um, for, yeah, I'm feeling the Chiefs' high-scoring quarter is is a strong prop, especially at plus 100. Uh, let's look at field goals. So I did look at field goals initially, and this is just unpredictable. But I'll get I'll go through the lines here for you guys. Uh, the field goals, total field goals by both teams over two and a half, under two and a half. The over is minus 300 for over two and a half field goals. I mean, this could be a 
touchdown pass. Like, I honestly just don't think, I, I just think there's going to be a lot of possessions um, and a lot of touchdowns, but still there's going to be a lot of field goals as well, like probably three or four, which, again, I don't feel great with. So the over two and a half is like minus 300. Uh, the under might seem like a good sweat if you're someone who has more more compulsive family, I guess. Uh, I can look at their previous history as, as well, but I really don't want to do that right now. Uh, because, like I said, the field goals are just really tough to imagine, especially with these, especially with both teams have, having the ability to move down the field and score. Uh, and I feel like they're not going to give up too many field goals, but I feel like three is the magic number, and the over two and a half or minus three hundred is not a good value, so I, I don't want to pick that. Um, the over three and a half is uh, minus one twenty. The under three and a half is is minus one twenty as well. So. Uh, that is what I would call a lean, which is something that I'm probably not going to do, but I feel fairly strongly for it, so if you want to take my advice and run with it, go ahead. Um, but I'm probably not going to be doing that. Uh, and then the other ones are like over 4.5 field goals. Uh, again, I'm not going to mention that, like which one I'm going to do, because I don't, I'm not going to bet. Uh, and then there's three more other, three more other props, or better all three ways, which is going to be over three field goals, under three field goals, and exactly three field goals. I told you, I just don't know. I, I feel like I'm out of my element here, so there's no need to bet in any of those props. And I'm not going to be guessing the amount of exact field goals scored. Uh, unless, here is a line that's interesting. Uh, the exact number of field goals scored in this game is plus 28. Zero field goals is plus 2,800. One field goal is plus 750. I do like the zero and one lines, honestly. But... I, I still can't imagine three. Like, I mean, the value is plus 2,800 for zero field goals, and the one field goal is plus 750. Uh, maybe the one with zero is assume like it's a, it's a bit of a crapshoot, but it's plausible. Uh, and then all the other props are just guessing the over field goals for each specific team. I told you I'm not comfortable with that, and I don't want you guys to be making uninformed bets. Again, I'm still not a sports analyst, but at least I'm doing my best to explain the context and my thoughts behind it. Now, I'm going to go to Super Bowl touchdowns. And let's see here. Uh, will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown? Yes. Uh, plus 200, no. Uh, minus 275. Uh, I do think... This is not bad. Uh, special team touchdowns, plus 200. I, I feel like I, ha I would have to look at the history of Super Bowls, but I do feel like... No, I, it's, I don't like those odds, plus 200. I do think it's plausible. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't imagine Mahomes or Garoppolo, like, say, throwing a pick six. Uh, fumble touchdowns are plausible. Uh, I can't imagine any kick returns as well. Uh, I'm going to stick with the no, but the line's 275, so I'm ignoring that. Touchdowns for both teams. Uh, the over 4.5 is minus 350. Yeah, I think there's going to be, like, at least, like, six touchdowns this game. Uh, so, the over for 5.5 touchdowns is minus 165, and that's a decent line, actually. Um, the over for 6.5 touchdowns is plus 120, that's probably more realistic, but I think 6 is good, like the exact number, so I can't find any good value here. Even for the over 5 touchdown line, uh, it's for the three-way. It's minus 165. I can't. I can't be doing that. That's still not not just a good value play. I just think it's like these lines are just too exact for me to say like these are going to be good bets profitably. The one that could happen, which would feel kind of weird, but would be hilarious, 
that I found in the three ways that it's, it could be exactly six touchdowns at plus 475. Uh, I feel like that is plausible, uh, but I would have to like hedge it with like an exact five or seven. I don't know. But uh, what I find interesting is that the line for exactly six touchdowns is plus 475 for the whole game, and the exactly seven touchdowns line is plus 450. So you would think. Uh, the, the more touchdowns you would have exactly would make it a lot harder or would, would increase the odds, but uh, uh, no. For the total touchdowns for the game, I can't imagine there'll be less than three touchdowns. So the over for, for or at least for the 49ers, uh, less than three touchdowns. So the over under for the total touchdowns is over two and a half at minus 175. Uh, not a big fan of that line. The over three and a half, which I am kind of liking, um, is plus 150. Uh, all the way down, that implies four touchdowns though, but it's playing 150. The previous game, the 49ers scored one, two, three, like four touchdowns as well. Uh, it's very tough. It, it, this is tough. The, like, these aren't uh, like high value plays. So I'm going to ignore that. Chiefs total touchdowns. Uh, they're over three and a half is plus 150. I th that's kind of weird that they both have the equal amount of touchdown, like the rate of three touchdowns is the same. But I'm more likely to say the Chiefs are going to have more than three touchdowns, or like they're going to have like four touchdowns. So the over three and a half for the Chiefs. Uh, am I actually on the right line? Because it's like Yeah, plus 150 for both. So. Uh, I feel more comfortable doing Chiefs at over 3.5 touchdowns at 150, so that is uh, Chiefs uh, 3.5 TDs over. And then now the other one are exact touchdowns, and I am not going to be predicting that. As for game props, this is specifically uh, Kansas City game props, like first plays from scrimmage here. Uh, this is going to be a lot. I might go over this one next week because a lot of these are going to be pretty pretty nutty and pretty, like, pretty, pretty interesting. Like, these are all 50-50s for the most part, I think. Um, so I'm going to ignore that for now. The next one is, like, Super Bowl TD scores. So I have two in this case that I've kind of already picked out ahead of time. Um, so the biggest prop that I think a lot of people are going to have is who's going to score the first TD. Uh, last week I almost wanted to pick Henry in the, or for the Kansas City game, and that actually did happen, but that's shame on me uh, for not betting or even mentioning it. However, the first touchdown for the Super Bowl, I have George Kittle um, for the 49ers, and then I have Kelsey. I think one of those are going to hit. Uh, the reason why I'm doing two of these for the first touchdown is because the Kittle first touchdown is plus uh, 1,000, which means I get 10 to 1, and then the Kelsey one is plus 700. And you might be asking, again, why are you doing two when you want to have like most value out of one? Uh, the thing is, I cannot control uh, who actually wins the coin flip, and I'm fairly, fairly sure that the first team to score a touchdown is going to be the one that gets the ball first. So even putting Kittle as the first touchdown TD score, uh, it still has to be dependent on the coin flip. So uh, that's something I can't control. So I have to at least uh, let it get, like, yeah, uh, you know, hedge my bet there. 
So I figure both tight ends are pretty easy. I feel like they're pretty solid picks. Uh, the next prop I see is the last uh, last player to score a touchdown at the end of the game. Uh, again, it could be Kels or Kittle. I feel like they're just going to go nuts. But uh, again, I'm not... I don't know. I feel like that's just way too much out of control. I feel like I'm better at picking like the first half stuff versus kind of predicting like the very end of, end of games. So no, no pick there. Uh, let's see. The 49ers player to score first touchdown uh, again, probably Kittle uh, or Monster, whatever. Uh, both plus 350 and plus 450 respectively. I'm gonna pass on that, but I will probably, if you are taking my advice, whatever for whatever reason, I probably would just stick with. Uh, Kittle or uh, Monster as the, uh, as your picks because you're getting plus 350 and plus 450 uh, and uh, and maybe you could throw in Garoppolo but he's getting plus 2500 for a first touchdown as a, as a 49ers player but I don't know I feel like I feel like those odds are st I mean they're decent but I'm not specifically keen on the player bets for a specific team I kind of like to look at the game as a whole I'm also not too familiar with like the team trends throughout the season and who generally scores first. Um, same with the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, I could just say Kelsey or Tyree Kill. They're both playing plus 350. Those will probably be leans, but I'm not going to make that bet. Um, last player to score a touchdown. Again, I'm not going to do that either. So, so there you have it. The last line is actually going to be special props, which again... I think all of these are just ways to like it. I, I do a lot of marketing stuff, but I think a lot of these are mainly focused on like ranking for SEO and Google um, because there's a Super Bowl special props, like national anthem props, MVP props, coin toss props, halftime show props. We're gonna be going over those next week. Um, but the, the, but just to tell you the some I'll give you a couple of props here, and some of these are probably worth betting regardless. But uh, the first special prop was a. Uh, Epstein didn't kill himself signed to be shown. Like, like, is that, like, that's an actual prop. So, yeah, the the funner special prop episode is going to be next week, so stay tuned for that. But hopefully you enjoyed this this episode of the podcast, which is props and some Super Bowl picks. Uh, and, and more importantly, hopefully you guys are, you know, catching some Z's. Um, until then, guys, take care and dream easy.